Computer, start program Hollow Boys, season five, episode 25. Oh, man. Uh, that was great. You're going to have to redo it because we weren't live yet. God damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> keep that portion in it. Mark, by the way, when you edit this, keep yeah, the portion I, where I, I do it, it. <laughs> the false start. <laughs> oh, man. Give me the thumbs up when we're actually Oh, you're good alive. now. You're good now. Computer, commence program Hollow Boys, season five, episode 25. Welcome to the holodeck. Nice. Uh, uh, now I wish, like, we have to get back in touch with Verona's. We probably have something like now starting or something, right? Were we, were we that we smart? We have now yeah, starting. Yeah, I'm sure we have that. We, we, okay. we, use, it, we use it for the for the. Uh, holodeck. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That's right. You may now enter the holodeck. Yeah, that's great. We should do that. We should do that. We should do that every week. That would be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> that way you know when to start. <laughs> Except for this Usually our intro music, I mean, I guess the intro music doesn't start us out. Yeah. Well, the intro music is kind of us going into the holodeck. This is See, a the cold open. I, the yeah. way I imagined our holodeck, uh, yeah. our, our our episode, this is just like my own headcanon, so everyone can now know, yeah. is the intro music was like the, uh, when you like, the camera goes through the the uh, circuits and stuff like that and Ooh. into something. Like that's that's what I imagined. Like when yeah, you're so we're passing the holodeck, by all these scenes and stuff. When you open the holodeck, it just like really quickly plays you through into the holodeck, and now you're actually in it. Right. Yeah, and right. then when you when we go to the archives, you're with you're in a holodeck within a holodeck. Situation. Oh, so it's like two levels. Right, right, right. Inception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. I like your head cannon. <laughs> what it means to me is this is a dream world, and we wake up, and then we go. <laughs> Uh, let us know what your fan theories are about our holodeck intro uh, in the Discord that we have. Uh, yeah. And by the way, so okay, so f- I'm going to try to organize my thoughts here. Yeah. We are doing The Magnificent Ferengi today, Deep Space Nine. That's season six, episode 10. Super pumped about it. We've been we've been banking this one for a long time because it's so good. It's so good. It's so fun. It's one of the top oh, DS9 episodes ever. It's so good. <laughs> uh, so we're super pumped about that. Um, but if you're listening to this, I just want to we're going to try to move this segment to the top of the uh, episodes. Go ahead and subscribe to our podcast if you're not already subscribed. Uh, also, if you like this podcast. Uh, go ahead and give us a review. That's super helpful for us. And probably the most powerful thing you could do to help us out is actually to force somebody else to listen to us. Uh, and force eventually them. they Literally will be indoctrinated <laughs> just yeah. like you were. Assimilate. Assimilated. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially if they're under 25, it's very easy to assimilate those people. Oh, yeah. They get hooked. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, we will... Uh, also remind you at the end of the podcast, thank you for listening regardless. So yes. I do, I do want to say uh, that 
we were going to have Sean on for this episode. We were. And we yeah. were, we, he was really excited. We were really excited. It was going to be great. But um, he unfortunately had to bow out last minute. I thought we were going to like grandma this. We're like, hopefully grandma doesn't remember that Sean <laughs> was going to be here. So no. that like halfway through the dinner, but then so, halfway through the dinner, somebody mentions Sean. She's like, where is Sean? Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I got a voice moment from Sean this morning. Uh, he unfortunately wasn't feeling well. So he, yeah, he couldn't make it today. So we're wishing you well. Well, Sean, feel better. Um, yeah. We love you. We miss you. We'll have you on next season for yeah, sure. His back probably hurts for carrying those Trek culture videos for the last, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like the ups and downs have been nuts yeah. this season. They're really great. For Picard, yeah. Yeah. We so. um, we did. We also did, we're going to say, and I think we should just do it, that this is going to be the season finale. It was going to be the season finale because Sean was going to be on and it was going to be a huge party and stuff but then everything kind of like Dylan backed out on us yeah, yeah Dylan and Sean here. Dylan backed quit out this on week. us I completely forgot that Dylan wasn't here we were so upset about Sean not being here that we forgot that Dylan wasn't we forgot, here we, tr- we forgot to also grandma Dylan for the <laughs> right. audience and work <laughs> Dylan where's Dylan <laughs> uh, so yeah it's just a it's just a threesome as Worf would say today uh, so I'm Jan <laughs> I'm Darius and I'm Mark <laughs> Uh, oh man, what? I forgot about that line. <laughs> I had, I will make it a threesome. <laughs> Do you even hear yourself? Yeah, okay. You even hear yourself sometimes. <laughs> That's a very mild Picard spoiler. Sorry, everybody. You've probably uh, seen the meme already. Oh man, it was a good joke. It was a good joke. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, I had my magnificent Ferengi air date, but it looks like I messed it up when I. Anyways, hold on a second. When did? Magnuson, December 17th, 1997 is when it came out. It was written by Ira Stephen Bear and Hans Beimler or Beimler. Not sure. Boimler. Boimler. Boimler, Hans Boimler. (laughs) And it was directed by a a legend in this podcast, Chip Chalmers. Chip Chalmers, no, Chip Chalmers, because he did uh, "Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite," which won our bracket. Oh man, that was, somehow that was par March Madness uh, for par March Madness. Dylan, I'm convinced right Dylan stuffed the ballot box. Oh, That's... he absolutely did. <laughs> uh, and also TNG's "The Wounded," which is significant. I, I'm sad Sean's not here because he probably would have been like, oh, the wounded. That's the one where O'Brien, uh, hate, like we find out O'Brien hates the Cardassians. Like, so it's very thematically like a Deep Space Nine episode. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and also Chip Chalmers teaches film at FSU. I wonder if Samuel knows him or uh, had a He actually him. might. Yeah, um, interesting. I don't know. My husband went to the FSU film school. I also went to FSU, uh, but not for film. Not the film school. Not the film school. Nope. And uh, the music was made by... It's always this guy for Deep Place Nine. I uh, know. Dennis McCarthy. Denny Mack. Unfortunately. And unfortunately, it's good too. Like he he uses yeah, he some did a good job. he uses some like Western instrumentation in this, uh, which is works really well. Like it sounds like that classic like Aaron Copeland style like nineteen fifties Western stuff. Really good stuff. It sucks because he's good. It sucks. That, yeah, just, exactly. He's he a really good composer. That's uh, <laughs> um, I I I was looking up. I I don't know if there's a funnier episode of Star Trek. 
I laughed my way through this episode. Oh, there's so much good stuff. So many good one-liners, so many good jokes. And the I so I was looking up, I was like, do people appreciate this episode the way that I appreciate this episode? And I was looking up listicles online of like top funniest episodes, and it was on hardly any of them. And if it was on them, it was like of the top 10 or the top 20, it was like 17 or 18 or nine or 10. And I was like, you people are insane for this. And yeah. usually number one was like trouble with triples. I mean, or trials and tribulations. And, and those are funny episodes, but I was like, I, those episodes don't make me laugh the way these, this kooky batch of Ferengi make me laugh when I was watching this episode. It's fantastic. So, just literally the whole scene where they're running to the ship to catch the guy and then running back yeah. because like <laughs> they're, they've arrived and then they knock over a barrel when they're running to it. To it. And I'm like, I'm like, oh man, someone's having a lot of fun with that. But then they trip over the barrel going back. I was like, no, that was planned. That's yeah. amazing. This it's is like awesome. watching the three stooges or, or I don't know. I had you guys, have you guys seen the movie clue? Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. um, it, when they're all running around the house in Clue and they all collide with each other in the hallways, mm -hmm. it's just, it, it was hilarious. Physical comedy, the, the dialogue was hilarious. The one-liners, it was just so good. There's some far, there's some farce aspects to it too. Like yeah, it's very when they open always. up the hatch and they're in Cisco's office, yeah. like, <laughs> great. <laughs> so that being said, uh, you know, put on your uh, body motion controller <laughs> badges on your forehead and sides of your neck. <laughs> Get five to six other friends of yours together and make a very ill-advised plan to believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. I did not know that's where you're starting. Oh, it caught me off. It caught me by surprise because I was pulling up the chat because people are actually watching this. Time oh, hey, there actually, we go. I don't know what happened. Twitch just like decided to unsubscribe people from things or something. Yeah, so we're happy yeah. people are back subscribed. Here's my uh, composition notebook and a copy of three Edgar Wright movies on top of it. There's a teapot. <laughs> here's here's uh, Cisco and. Uh, and uh, the chief just chatting away. Who's that this, lady who's behind Cisco? Who's clearly like is that checking him is out? That Captain Cisco. That's yeah. a Bajoran woman wow. who's excited to see the emissary. This is my cat's <laughs> bed. You can see it over no, my can't. shoulder. Now it's all blurred. It's blurred, a little but blurred. it comes into focus sometimes. Did Sa Did Samuel not want you to download a, a DS9 background on his computer? I don't touch things on his computer. <laughs> You're touching our hearts. <laughs> You're touching our hearts. He's a wonderful <laughs> man. Uh, yeah. What are people saying I, in the chat? Are they excited? Um, yeah, no, super excited. Uh, I had been assimilated again, Lodera noticed, so that's why I changed my background because I was like, oh, it's got to be on theme. Um, that's true. 
loves that your uh, mark that your mic is blurred out because of the way that uh, Zoom decides to blur things. Um, and Asap saying, "Yay, happy to be back again." Um, uh, and then Lodare said, "Confession, I'm insane." <laughs> we all are. <laughs> We're all a little insane. We're all, all mad here. <laughs> okay, let's do the runabout because we did the, the credits it. already. Yeah, we get that timer ready. Um, who wants to start? I'll start. Already, and then Darius. No, then me, then Darius. Okay, I feel like I ended a lot. Okay, so um, Quark and Ram are, are told that their mom has been kidnapped by the Dominion, and so they start to get a team together, Nog, um, their cousin, this crazy guy, and then Brunt, um, and they are practicing being commandos, and it just disaster. Um, and so then they decide it's going to be a prisoner exchange. And, and so they uh, grab uh, this Vorta from uh, the Federation uh, that they captured earlier in the season. Who's like, I, I don't give a fuck about any of this because I'm going to die when I go to the Dominion anyway. Uh, so they go to Empoknor, all AKA spooky DS nine uh, to do the prisoner exchange. Uh, and then when they get there, they uh, have some uh, hijinks going on, and then they the the Vorta and the Jemadar show up with the prisoner exchange situation, and then they accidentally kill the prisoner, so now they have to figure out how to do the actual exchange. Uh, Nog figures out how to do it with the little brain things, and then they finally end up getting it done, but then they you know leave and they kill everybody, and <laughs> they succeed. <laughs> Nobody bangs. Man, Jan, you really fucked me there. You really just spent a lot of time on like one little tiny thing. <laughs> what little tiny thing? Spooky DS9? Mark did great. I got, Mark us, did great. I got us through like half through. Mark, like, through, got through like, Mark got through like halfway through the episode. I know. Mark <laughs> broke the rule, which is you're supposed to spend most of the time on the cold open. We didn't even get... We the didn't, cold didn't, open was nothing. What are the you cold talking open, about? Cold we open see was the, fun. We see the returning Oh, the syrup of squill. The syrup the of squill. squill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. Which that's the theme that. of the whole episode. That's and you right. see, you see, uh, um, fuck, Quark. what's his name? Get Quark getting all pissed off. He's like, he's like, they stole why, my why audience. Did, why do people care so much about this whole war thing? Like, well, yeah, because it's like it's a contrast of what's heroic for Ferengi to negotiate a deal where you leverage information to profit right. yourself, <laughs> not an entire quadrant of people right. <laughs> versus like three heroes who just were in the fucking behind enemy lines right. <laughs> and miraculously came back and they just want a drink of synthale. <laughs> synthahol. Synthahol. They synth-ale. call it synthale. I'm pretty sure. He did say synthale. synthale. Yeah. yeah. He did yeah. say synthale. Which I feel like poor O'Brien that he has to drink synth ale. Yeah, can't he just can't he just get drunk? He like, almost died. They usually yeah. he usually gets drunk like on like scotch and stuff. He'll drink scotch and blood wine. It's and- interesting that he drinks scotch, yeah. And not Irish whiskey. But he does like scotch. We know th- because he that's what his bubblegum flavor is, right? Scotch. Yep. Scotch. Yeah, I feel like f- poor Colmini was like telling the writers like what are you doing with my character irish. i'm irish i'm not scottish <laughs> well, like, if only sean was here he could give his insight into, into this character <laughs> sean would be like this is offensive not you know some irish people like things that aren't irish and it'll be like uh-huh and your deodorant yeah. is irish spring probably probably <laughs> yes <laughs> 
I, I got to go down this list. I think it's really important to to really highlight the guest stars here because oh, this so is good. this is an ensemble uh, for the ages. Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop as Devorta Yelgren. That's nuts. <clears throat> Apparently, Ira yeah. Stephen Bear is a huge Iggy Pop fan and had wanted him to be on the show before, but it just didn't work out timing wise. So, but finally, like, got Iggy Pop on. Uh, so that's nuts. That's just nuts. Well, yeah. and it wasn't even like there was wasn't there a there which rock star would did a cameo on TNG. It's, um, I which was I'm trying to Fleetwood Max guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he he was like in full prosthetics. Yeah, he was the squid like, person. Yeah, the squid person. Iggy Pop wasn't just your background. Klingon in the back. No, he was an integral part of this episode and was very, very good. Like he did a great job playing the. Let's dead. be honest. The squid person was a very integral part of that episode. <laughs> yeah, as they well. were terrorists, <laughs> right? But they didn't. He didn't have to talk. But but Iggy Pop, right? Iggy Pop played the deadpan Vorta. Uh, like getting pissed and like no now just like <laughs> like know, played it's, it it's, so perfectly. It's really well written and Iggy Pop delivers super well. Where he's just like he's talking to Ishka and she's giving like really good financial advice. He's like, it's too right. bad that I'm gonna have to kill you because yeah. it's such a, like a different tone of Vorta, but still very clearly Vorta. Where it's like, yeah, it, that would be very beneficial, but I have a job and my job is to negotiate this and yeah. He's definitely we'll not Wayun. Yeah, he's no, not Wayun. Exactly. Like Wayun is just this like super expansive. And what by the way, it's so funny that Jeffrey Combs is in this episode as Brunt. Right. When he's usually like the Vort, like Wayun. I don't know. I just it's it's I love Jeffrey Combs too. Um who is the next person on the list here of 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 guest stars? Yeah. Jeffrey Combs is Brunt. Uh which at this point he is not the uh liquidator. He is. He has. Lo- he has lost his status in the yeah, first. He's fallen lines. from grace. Uh, Max Gradenchik as Rome. As Rome. Rom. <laughs> What's Rome. his name? Rome. Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching too much Succession. Uh, Aaron Eisenberg as Nog. Cecily Adams as Ishka or Cecily. I'm not sure. I'm just used to saying Cecily Strong. I think it's Cecily, which she's the second person to play Ishka, but she's the one who when she takes over, she's Ishka for the rest of the show. Yeah. I don't, I didn't even realize that there's somebody else played Ishka. Yes. Um, this is where the, Sean would be like, Oh yeah, of course. It's uh, the yeah. woman from my big fret Greek wedding is the first woman to do it. One of the main characters, aunts. I, that's what I know her from. Oh, the one who's like, you'll have lamb. We'll make lamb. Or <laughs> yeah. 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 Like he don't eat no we'll meat. That woman <laughs> doesn't like, eat meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's her. She's the original one, but she, um, she said the makeup process was too much. Uh, and so they brought in Cecily Adams and she was the one who played Moogie from the, for the rest of the show. Moogie. <laughs> Moogie. Can you say Moogie without going Moogie? Moogie. <laughs> Moogie. Um, Max Gredenchik really shines in this episode. Um, for sure. His, uh, even from, I think his first line in the, uh, in the episode is when Quark goes like, there you are. And he's like, okay, now you go hide and I'll find you. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so and then stupid. he laughs at his you own joke. Me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> found me. <laughs> well, but also like is also a hint that Rom was a great dad. Probably. Right. Like yeah. he probably was super fun dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Josh Pais probably. 
Um, or pe, if it's pronounced like in French, is gala. Is gala the gala's the murderer for Angie? No, gala's the cousin. He, oh, he's yeah, the one, yeah. the weapons merchant. Yes. Okay. All the right. guy that looks like he's always asleep, has his mouth open yeah. at all times. Basically, he, he talks like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because because uh, Hamilton Camp as Leck, who is clearly not used to having fake teeth in, so he like mm-hmm. never really opens his mouth when he talks. He just yeah, but it comes out as a choice. It it sounds like it, a choice. It, it's great. I love it. <laughs> so is Leck and Leck is the murderer. Leck, Leck is, is the, the yeah, yeah the murderer. Yeah, yeah. but he, they have a cool name for for hitmen in the Ferengi Alliance, don't they? No, yeah, it's the eliminator. Eliminator, I know. But it's it's, like- <laughs> it's it sounds like he made it up himself. Oh, you right. think so? <laughs> well, because because he's like, why would you call an eliminator? And and uh, Ram goes, what's an eliminator? <laughs> I just think I always took that as a, when Ram doesn't know something, it's just because he's not a good Ferengi. Like he's no. not culturally a great Ferengi. And, and, and of course, like don't worry about it. Uh, I feel like an eliminator <laughs> makes perfect sense for the Ferengi. Like they wouldn't call it a hitman because business would call for every once in a while. You do need to eliminate a problem. You know, you get an eliminator, like a plumber, you know? Sure. <laughs> a liquidator. Like, exactly. Makes sense. Uh, Christopher Shea as Keevan. Keevan is the... Um, the other Vorta. The Vorta. Who yeah. I actually really like this Vorta. He's from that episode where that ship crashed, right? And Rocks he, and Shoals, yeah. Rocks and Shoals, where he basically trick... He, he burns his own Jem'Hadar unit in order to survive. He, set, he sets up his own Jem'Hadar unit, yep. which is, I think is perfect. Like you're just seeing how shitty the Vorda are, are but yep. it's really about like class, you know, like, Hey, yes, I may be under the founders, but I'm above the Jem'Hadar. So I will use Jem'Hadar. Anyways, this yeah. guy, uh, I would have loved to see him recur as a clone, but maybe they discontinued the model after, yeah. <laughs> after this. I love that the Vorda's, uh, like, uh, character design is basically just like, uh, skinny Cardassian. Uh, they have like similar ears and yeah, like they don't have as much like ridges on their faces and stuff, but it just feel it just very much feels like a Cardassian like ripoff. There is a species in Babylon 5 that I feel might be sort of the inspiration for the Vorta. Let me pull up a picture. So Babylon 5 what has been accused several times. Not It has not been accused, but Deep Space Nine, Nine was accused yeah. of copying the Vorta, uh, the Babylon 5 theme. Because it's the same like thing. Like It's a space station on the frontier where a bunch of races intersect and there's like a Cold War going on that is being handled by the human crew. Um, anyways... If you look up Babylon Five, you'll you'll see the species that sort of is like the Vorta. Man, Babylon Five, their poster g- gives off real uh, Galaxy Quest vibes. Right, because it's like <laughs> this feels like off-brand Star Trek, and it's yeah. which is unfair to it because it was its right. own thing. Um, I actually liked that show a lot when I was a kid. The CGI has not aged well, but everything else <laughs> is very good. It has a sort of like Red Alert vibe. Have you ever played those Red Alert? Games where like Tim Curry plays like the Soviet. Yeah. Oh, it it's super fun, super campy, and like they got like they get these models uh, to to play like the Soviet attaché to your unit. I, I don't know why I did the French <laughs> accent, but Soviet attaché to your unit. Um, anyways, it's like super campy, over the top stuff. Okay, 
and then finally mm-hmm. Chase Masterson as Lita, uh, who I love. I'll just leave it at that. That's She's great. She's great. She's really great. General thoughts. Would you would it. you watch this episode for the holiday content alone? Yeah, actually, it's fucking hilarious. Easily. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Easily. There's only one scene, but it is a banger. <laughs> uh, this episode, uh, because spoiler alert, I haven't finished DS9. Um, Someday for my he will. Second watch through, you Someday. know, like for my second watch through. I'd never seen this episode before. It was great. I loved it. Really? This is actually season six. Yeah. This is season six. It's pretty early. I mean, it's not early, but uh, is yeah, it Mark, episode 10. See, Mark, they had what? Seven seasons. Yeah. But I just thought you hadn't seen so season, season six. Seven. Is, season six is like the, is like the second to last season that, that does not I constitute can, early in a contrary show. Contrary to popular belief, <laughs> I can count to seven, Darius. <laughs> show me. Prove it. <laughs> One, uh, okay. three. Damn it. Okay. So, um, so somebody, I, I, I was curious because you said, Mark, that people don't really talk about this episode. So I searched Reddit, uh, the Star Trek subreddit just to see what people say about the Magnificent Frankie. And I have to give a shout out to this because it's a really funny post. It's by Hyperius underscore three, like one I, 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 but three. Okay. At the end of the episode, Nog wasn't able to turn off the medical devices on Keevan's body. Did they ever tell anybody about it? Like maybe a Starfleet, <laughs> Starfleet cleanup team or something? Because, I mean, it takes a really dark turn when we think about his body being there for days. And somebody m- mentioned, <clears throat> this is a spoiler, Darius, Ducat and his cult would have found him eventually. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Covenant, out in the episode Covenant, they come back. Yeah, yeah. Because, so again, Spooky DS9 is just where, like, arbitrarily people are like, where should we do it? Let's nope. just go to Empok Nor. You know? <laughs> hey, uh, do we want to make another set? No. Just use the set for DS. Turn the lights down a bit. Mess it up some a little junk bit. around. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though, because like the set, it just shows the power of set dressing and set design of a little bit of intention, a little, uh, and also a little work with DP. And suddenly, this it place great. does feel yeah. different. It just looks right. and feels different. No, absolutely. It's they do they have multiple times when they do flashbacks or they go back in time and stuff when it's during the occupation and they make they uh, when it's like oh there's a distinct different feel when it's under Cardassian rule versus when it's under human rule yeah. or Starfleet rule and it's it, they do it like that as well and it's really great yeah it's um what are I gonna say about this um, Moogie had her ears raised. So that's like Ferengi boob job, right? Is that, that yeah, that's, the, yeah, that's that's what that is. <laughs> that's absolutely what that is. <laughs> would you get your eyebrow? Would you get your your earlobes raised? I mean, I mean, I mean, they they basically say in it like, "Never have my ears been so firm." <laughs> my ears been so firm. I feel like it's all. It's Never more like a facelift, but yeah. Because people would not like if Rom Rom who has distinctively smaller lobes, right? Which is a, a choice to indicate that he's not he doesn't have the lobes for business, um, <clears throat> which makes him an atypical. But like if a Frankie shows up and all of a sudden he's got way bigger lobes, like come on, man, we all know what's going on here. <laughs> uh, you say that about Rom, which is funny to me. Uh, I was watching this with Samuel, and um, he he pointed out when Quark 
it's a 50 bar reward. And when Quark says all 20 bars, Rom still has the Ferengi instinct to go along with a lot. lying about the, the size of the reward. So yes, Rom is our atypical Ferengi, but when it comes time to, Hey, what's the payout here? Rom's willing to go along with it. If it means he gets even, a little bit more Latinum, even Nog mentions the reward at one point, yeah. like, so like even Nog, who's like gone full Starfleet, still has the Ferengi like, well, I'm gonna make money off of this. Right. So like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah. Nog of Starfleet officers still knows there is some value to profit in the galaxy. Like he proves in that one episode where he does like the 55 trades to get yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. the this. The defiant and Nog, parts. Nog also has the line too, where he not Nog. Uh, Ramna has the line too, where he's like, "Where your finder fees a little steep." Yeah, no, I, 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 I meant I saw that. Yeah. I just wasn't going to mention. It. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think like Nog went like in the same way that a person who may not be particularly bright still went to school, right? So they know there are certain things. So, uh, sorry, I said Nog. I meant Ram. Ram yep. would would have been like. Wait, I should always remember profit. Like, and also his right. brothers. Like, he he loves Quark, right? Like, he adores and idolizes Quark. So he would have learned these things from Quark. So even though he's not a good Ferengi, he still tries. Sometimes he knows yeah. that at the bottom even line is the most. Even though I'm 100 percent against capitalism, I understand investment. Like, yeah. <laughs> growing up in the United States of America, you gotta have you money. Still have you still have this like? Well, I guess I should invest in a 401k or my Roth IRA, even though like I fucking hate the idea right. behind it. Exactly. Right? It's like, like that old cartoon <laughs> where it's like, uh, so you're against the systems of society and capitalism, yet you Maybe participate you in it. How curious. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I have to. Like I'm stuck. Yeah. Like oh, we'll, yeah, we'll die. We'll die. Um, uh, the, the 50 bars actually is a lot. Um, I, I did the calculation and if, if a slip of latinum is like a dollar, that's a hundred thousand dollars is what he offers. So there's a slip, a strip and a bar and a bar and, and one bar is ba- is 2000 slips. Okay. So you said it's a how many hundred thousand dollars? So, so 50 bars is like a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand slips, a hundred thousand dollars for a reward for, for your one mom person, the Dominion exchanging of like a so is it, is it strips, slips, bars, or is it slips, strips, bars, slips, strips, bars? So, how many strips of Latinum is it? I didn't, I didn't do the intermediary between the two. Okay, it really is just a hundred thousand dollars, but seven hundred thousand slips, yeah, because 500 bars is a million slips. Okay, no, but give me like a, a sort of what does a slip of Latinum get you? Uh, he said two slips of latinum to the first person who gets to the infirmary. So it's like two bucks to get to the, the, like a $2, $2 tip. people. Sure. Uh, Ferengi man. They, they're still Ferengi. It's still money. I know, but it's just like, it's so pathetic, isn't it? Like, Oh, they, they're doing this insane exchange dangerous at spooky DS nine for what? 15 K each. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't do it. I, I would love to know what the, what the, uh, it, Someone's figured this out, but what the exchange rate between a bar of latinum to U.S. dollars is? Yeah, I'm right? sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's some some Trekkie has has got it figured out. Hey, uh, shout out in the chat if somebody could find that. Yeah, anybody who wants to Twitch, do it, yeah, just just figure it out, uh, and we'll 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 revisit it in 15 minutes. Okay, 
I, I froze for a second. I missed all of. Oh, it. I just we said just like shouted out to the. Chat. We just asked the, the, the Twitch audience. You know, if you can figure uh, out like a, a U.S. dollar exchange, uh, we we will check in fifteen minutes. Don't let me forget years, before we go into the archives. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say I I found a I found like a post on a fucking uh, forum somewhere from like four years ago. Okay, keep that in your back <laughs> pocket. Somebody. We'll revisit it when we check the chat in fifteen minutes to to compare. Is that okay? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So um, let me do some first here. This is the first episode where the entire Quark clan is seen on screen together. Quark, Ram, Nog, and Ishka. Oh, that's cool. Uh, this is the only episode in which Ram kills someone. <laughs> he doesn't kill anyone when they're. I this, guess he's the it. one in prison when they when they uh, liberate yeah. liberate DS Nine. Yeah, Quark's the one who who takes the people down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the second episode in this series whose title is an homage to a classic film starring James Coburn, which it's like if you had a nickel every time that a Deep Space Nine episode was an homage to a classic film starring James Coburn, you would only have two nickels, but it's still like a little bit more than What's expected. the first one? Armand Bashir. Oh, that's Is a reference to Armand Flint? Yeah. Uh, apparently, officially speaking... And I, I have, I'm curious what you guys think about this. Um, the magnificent, the magnificent seven, the, okay. Quote, we never really thought about the magnificent seven at all. When we were writing, it has nothing to do with the film in terms of plot or structure, period, nothing, period. I feel like this is a cover your ass legal sort of thing where they say that so that they don't get. The, our man Bashir'd and you know, uh, there's legis uh, not legislative uh, legal action. I haven't seen the Magnificent Seven, but I was under the impression, isn't it like a um, they bring like kind of like Ocean's Eleven, where they bring different people together to do a job or the, something. The like that? recruiting aspect of it is a hundred percent like the Magnificent Seven. Now, the story of the Magnificent Seven is the Western version of the Seven Samurai, which is about basically protecting a village from right, raiders right. and stuff. So that's, that's different, but definitely structurally like finding a, like a, a bad batch, like a, a bunch of weirdos right, to right, right. create a team, an unlikely team. Um, that's a, so much the magnificent seven. Um, but I guess that is where it ends. But uh, Armin Shimmerman and I think Max Grodinchik watched, or maybe it was Aaron Eisenberg watched that movie and seven samurai before doing this episode and that's and Armin Shimmerman was the one who brought in the like counting the number of people they have right right which like is one, as they're recruiting two, yeah so shout out to Armin Darius you got him real quiet I know I'm just like giving him space Sorry. to talk or chime no, in or you're good continue <laughs> okay um I was I'm I'm figuring. Are you I'm still figuring doing Latinum? Latinum out. Um, <laughs> no, let, let our the fans Latinum is do not it. that important. <laughs> no, the the fans are figuring get, it out. And that's great. Get your like, mind out of the out of capitalism, guys. <laughs> as much as for someone who says he hates capitalism, he's just hung he's, up on the Latinum. He's got an abacus. He's. <laughs> he's <laughs> I gotta figure. I gotta figure out if it was actually worth their lives. I mean, um, it's not right. Like that's the that's the moral of every Coen Brothers movie is. It's not right. worth the money. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it. The so. the the bit where they're in the where um 
Nog is trying to be like Worf and he's like, uh, there's a pad on the table and they all turn and he's like, you now made- look at your pad. <laughs> and it's like, it's all, he's like, uh, he call me beads. sir. And he's like, call yeah. me. And he's like, there's like the, 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 <laughs> it's almost like a, it's not exactly like who's on first, but it's like, uh, they keep like, no, 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 you don't have to call me, sir. He's like, no, you calling me, sir. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that oh, kind of so great. Yeah. And then Ram is like, we're a team, Nog. And then Ram's like, we're a team, sir. <laughs> like, it's like so good. Yeah, I love that every character has a clear game, uh, you know, to speak in, in improv parlance, like character games. And every character gets a moment to shine. Yeah. Except for like Cousin. Cousin, I guess, is the one who accidentally kills Keevan. So that's his little moment. Yeah, he, he sets up. up the the last minute um twist of the episode yeah he also uh is the one that i was like is that guy asleep when they're in quark's bar and just like getting ready to look at the pads and then i was like no that's just that's just how he like holds himself yeah (laughs) i i I think the one thing that doesn't super work for me in this episode is when cisco and kira are like yeah you can have this prisoner that's just it was so weird. It was just like what? Well, he Even rescued though he her. Sa- yeah, he saved Kira's life, but like that's like it's kind of like our, our Brittany Griner prisoner exchange situation. I hate to say it, where we were like, "Hey, <laughs> here's the Lord of War, and we get a right. basketball player back." It's like if we didn't have somebody else, like a little bit low. Like I don't know. It I mean, just feels if, like the Lord if they've of already War. extracted all the information out of him, he's just a body at that point. I guess, but like it feels something feels like something to me that Cisco would have been like, hold on, you want to do what, Kira? Like, <laughs> she's like, I, owe I get them. that he saved your life, but like, well, and that's why he's like, don't thank me, thank her. I was against it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and I, I guess like <laughs> Cisco, the Deep Space Nine does operate on a system of like everybody gets one, so Cisco's like constantly got like a list. Like, could right, you, Kira, this is your pass. You get to cash it in for. Could whatever. you imagine? The situation, though, where they bring this other uh, guy back and they give it to Starfleet and, like, Cisco gets this, like, kind of more high-level prisoner out of this prisoner exchange, right? And he goes to Starfleet. He's like, so we have this guy. And they're like, how did you how'd you get this guy? It's an interesting story. <laughs> we definitely didn't give the Ferengi a prisoner of war to do an exchange for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do they ca- they capture the other Vorta, don't they? Iggy Pop Vorta? They did. Yeah, yeah. they did yeah. at the end because so, they killed the two Jem'Hadar. Right. Quark goes like, we'll give it to them as a gift to, you know, to Starfleet as like a thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is That is funny. That is a very classic, like, couldn't get out of their own way, but actually accidentally... I mean, I do like, love yeah. that they end up winning with a a clever firefight. You know, they they yeah. use their mm-hmm. tactics to their advantage. They actually got to be the heroes. And what does it mean to be a hero? Well, in a way, the Frenky once again through their bumbling <laughs> love of Latinum have actually helped the war effort quite significantly. Yep, I love that. Um, Quark is actually able to negotiate him down to like getting rid of the Jem'Hadar off the yeah, ship. the garrison off the ship. I know, yeah, that's like, nuts. <laughs> that's like having, I mean, Quark obviously has very high charisma and uh, <laughs> that's right. how he gets so much, so many of his roles successfully. The DM's oh, just shaking his head like, yeah, I mean, you passed, so I the Jem'Hadar are leaving. 
Well, which and reminds me that line, yeah, that yeah. line that he says was a good example of how the dominion are basically just the dictatorship version of the Federation, yeah. um, where they control the military and they control the government. But it's like, Hey, when you guys end up joining, inevitably being forced into joining the dominion, like we're going to capitalize on your skill and on your cunning. Like we're going to take advantage of that for sure. And it's like, yeah, yeah the Federation essentially when Nog joined the Federation, they do the same. They take advantage of Nog's skills. I mean, they do it in where Nog offers it up willingly, but yeah. still it's, it's just, it's just the same, the same uh, government in a different shell. I mean, the same, the same thing in a different shell. so that is one of the great things about the dominion that I love is just like, you know, if you're just some random small species in the galaxy, the, the dominion and the Federation sort of look the same, except one of them is just a little bit more aggressive. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is insidious, right? As Quark says, Quark and Garrick say, like, you know, they slowly chip away at you and you're like, I guess I like root beer. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and and the Dominion's like, you like root beer now. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, here's your root beer. Okay, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's not Thank the Borg. You. They're not assimilating you that way. Yeah. It's a it's a different right. form of assimilation. Yeah. Uh, Jan, you, you mentioned, uh, charisma and your DM. And that reminds me that like, we, uh, we did this thing a while back where we, uh, had Evan, a DM, yeah. like, uh, a Star Trek campaign for us. And I remember Evan saying that they definitely want to do it again. Like he'd be definitely down to yeah. do it again. At one point he's like, we should do this again. And then we were all like, yeah. And then completely like forgot two or three it. times we've done the cycle. <laughs> so, and like, yeah, let me ask, how, that's a good <laughs> thing to point out Darius. And, um, let's ask the viewers and listeners what you think we should do. Cause last time we sort of just did an episode that already existed, but put our people in it. Like it, we, it was like a holodeck simulation. So is that, or would you want something completely creative where you see Lopec and, right. and, um, Tom space and McCall and Pert going on let's, an adventure? Let's definitely throw it in the discord and McCall. Um, I think that, Last time uh, Evan took a, a, a game system and like tweaked it for Star yeah. Trek, which is great. And I'm down to do that again. But I know there is a Star Trek tabletop yeah. um, mm. out there. And so that could be actually a fun yeah. thing for us to do. I'll get the books. As well yeah. As That's a great idea. Actually make it like our own campaign kind of a thing. So. I would love that. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. So let us know what you think about that in the thread. And maybe we could do yeah. something where like, you can create like our fans can create characters like NPCs. NPCs, uh, yeah, that'd be really <laughs> that fun. That would be fun. We'll have to figure that one out, but that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> Going oh, back man. to this app, uh, just um, wanted to point out that the last time Nog was at Spooky DS Nine was when he saw like his entire engineering team get slaughtered by get the murdered by Garrick <laughs> by Garrick and the. <laughs> And those like Cardassian sleeper agents, like literal sleeper agents. Yeah. And um, I just, I, I love that Nog is again so game because he's overcome. He, the, the, the profit is worth it. But like, you'd think that he'd have some hesitation of doing Empachnor. You would think <laughs> the um, the Ferengi um, sleep with blankets completely over their head, like corpses in a morgue, and I love it. I love when we see. Litter, little cultural things like this yeah. where it's just like they're all asleep on the on the floor of the infirmary with just like fully covered in blankets which makes sense because uh remember the torrential rain 
and right. the dampness yeah. of Ranganar. <laughs> and they would the need dampness. to be. They would need to be completely covered up. I just love it. I love like little things like that. Yeah, I mean, it makes um, sense. Like, yeah, you would. The you cousin would cover yourself screams like a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I, also, I love Nog's approach to weekends at weekend at Burnsying, uh, Burniesing, <laughs> yeah. Cuban. Oh, man, it's so good. It reminds me of. Uh, Reno and the engineer from Disco, where she's like, "Yeah, I'm not a doctor, but I had to keep this crew alive somehow. So I used engineering to keep them alive." And <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like after testing him and testing him, and testing him, he's like, "It's official. He's dead." After these readings, he's dead. It's like he's clearly <laughs> dead. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Nog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was not his best. Well, class. I thought we could bring him back. I thought we could bring him back. <laughs> he was really clearly designed to be in the uh, engineering right. track. Oh God, what have they? Dundee. <laughs> I what hate like. Ferengi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the testing, the testing of Moogie, um, if she was a changeling, when he cuts her hand and she goes, let me see if you're a changeling. And she, and she starts beating him on the head. <laughs> and he's like, That's not how you test if he's a changeling. She's like, yeah, give me the knife. I'll test if you're a changeling. <laughs> but like some great heads up play by Nog there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so good. I mean, it's just like I said, it, this is such a brilliant episode and I laughed my way through the whole thing. Uh, and and uh, yeah, the Go ahead. no, no, keep going. I was going to say like Jeffrey Combs wanted this to happen again because they said that everybody was just fucking fucking around on set and making jokes and doing bits. Uh, he said, I made some friends on that show. Uh, I thought those guys would come back. They just ran out of time in terms of doing everything they wanted to do. I'm sure they would have loved to have the magnificent Ferengi return. Imagine if we had gotten that in season seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and even there are some creative shots uh, in the show, uh, like from like the corpse looking up at the Ferengi, who are all, all looking down at the corpse. Yeah. Um, and like all f- six of their heads kind of like looking down with the lighting up. I, I thought that was brilliant. Chalmers. I thought it was great. Chalmers. Yeah. Chip Chalmers. Chalmers. That's a Chip, that's a Chalmers. That's Chip Chalmers, Chalmers right Chalmers. there. A chicha, a chicha shot. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's been 15 minutes. Yeah. So, yep. Darius, do you have your thing pulled up? Uh, do we? What did the Twitch audience so, say? So we had some um, we had some stuff in the chat just a little bit. Lodare was trying to was was figuring it out. Lodare found a lot of cryptocurrency stuff. Which I think <laughs> Is it maybe called somebody, gold press latinum? I think somebody created a gold press latinum called of course. Crypt, called a cryptocurrency called it. Um, this site converts gold press latinum to USD. Uh, Lodera is saying it's worth about 40 cents USD. Yeah, it's probably crashed. Uh, yeah. Um, no one really, uh, looks like no one really wagered a guess on how much that would actually be worth. But from what I figured out, it would be worth about $200,000. Okay. Uh, because uh, one slip is equal to $2. Um it's such a little amount of money, especially when so you, little especially when Quark says it's 20 stripped and that's like 20 grand or whatever, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Well, and Gala at one point, Gala owned his own moon. Yeah. Um, cousin Gala owned his own moon. And so like how much does a moon cost? Probably hundreds of thousands of strips of Latin. Although he was in jail. Or, so or that's, that was his incentive to join the party was he was in jail. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like I'm sure he, do- I'm sure he does not have that moon anymore. 
I'm yeah. sure all of his assets are liquidated. <laughs> this was this is all based off of somebody on Reddit saying that they figured they did a conversion about ten years ago. Sure. Um, that it would be worth about $2. So then we'd actually have to look at probably the uh, exchange rate from 10 years ago to today on how much $200,000 was worth 10 years ago today. I mean, I think think we can Uh, also guesstimate based on like how much Quark charges for drinks. Like a drink at Quark's bar is probably like Vegas costs. So like $20 a cocktail. So how much does he charge for Squill? Does Does he say it in this episode? He said, "If you can afford, you can it. afford it." He doesn't say exactly how much it was going to yeah. be. So, but then in "Who Mourns for Morn," Morn spits out some latinum uh, into a little cup, yeah, and gives it to to Quark. And Quark's like, "This has to be sixty bars, or, or this has to be a hundred bars." And it's like, it's like a a little thing. It's so inconsistent. <laughs> With inflation, it'd be about two hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars. So that it's so it's gone up about sixty thousand dollars. It just seems so little, especially when you're talking about the scale of space and how expensive things it must really be. Really does. Yeah, it's a very small amount of money. <laughs> and uh, like, especially because you can get so many things for free inside the Federation. Well, that's the thing. It has almost no value in the Federation. <laughs> right. It's just like, oh no, you can just have it. There's just why don't you just take it? <laughs> The Frankie must hate the, the Federation, not just because they don't use money, but also it probably just ruins the like all markets for them. Because if people want stuff, they could just go to the Federation and be like, hey, can we have stuff? It's like, yeah, of course, please go yeah, ahead. Yeah. That's why they have to engineer scarcity like Quark does. I love the the whole the whole intro the like cold cold open, just like the this this race has been engineering scarcity on their fucking syrup like (laughs) (laughs) the Ferengi rain boots he needs the rain 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 boots why would he need rain boots if there's a drought if there's a drought (laughs) why (laughs) Odo's unsurprised disappointment when he realizes that Cork instead of you know telling the whole alpha quadrant actually just got like two cases of of squill (laughs) yeah Ah, oh, perfect. Man. Shall we it's pop good. into the archives unless there's something else you guys want to talk about? Uh, I don't have anything else outside of the holodeck. I talked about that whole running scene, that whole running back oh, and forth great. scene was total Three Stooges like style Genius. scene, yeah. and it was it was great. Um, oh, I love that the um, the uh, liquidator was just like hiding in the shadows of Quark's bar, like. Yeah. How did how did he know that this was going on? Like where was the How did he know? How did he know and how did he not know that the the reward was 50 bars? 50. They exactly cuz I thought he was going to ruin it at that point right there cuz again, hadn't seen this episode before. So that that scene I really enjoyed that scene because he goes a child, a moron, a failure and a psychopath and at that point <laughs> Rom's mouth is just agape. It's just like ooh <laughs> when he calls him a moron. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's pop in. I liked oh, it too cuz you can see how uh all their teeth are slightly different and so this is probably literally all of the Ferengi costumes that they've ever made for Star <laughs> yeah. Trek all in one 100%. room. <laughs> 100%. Do we know why some Ferengi wear the little like neck drape and some don't? 
I don't think there's been an official, a canon explanation. Same with the I tattoos. Think, I think it's to, okay. because then they don't have to, they don't have to do makeup on the back of their heads. Cause yeah, I think only Brunt, yeah. only Brunt and Quark are the ones that don't wear it. I think, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, oh, some of them wear it. Because Nog always has it. Nog, it's in, even in his Starfleet uniform, he's got it on. Right. And so I was like, is this like a religious thing? Is it a like uh, a family thing? But it can't be because Quark is not wearing it. Yeah, I think maybe but it's like, just a, a choice. Like some people wear hats. Just a fashion. Yeah. It's, a it's, fashion like a, it's like a hat. I get it. Yeah. I usually wear a hat. So. <laughs> That's mostly because I need a haircut. Yeah. All right. We can go into the archive now. Sweet. Accessing Starfleet Archives, Deep Space Nine. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Oh my God. Well, guys, I hate to break it to you, but uh, the secret's out. Uh, this place is no longer empty. Uh, it is crawling with gem. Who told? Well, it wasn't me. I, you know that this is the only place where I feel like I can really get away and meditate properly. I. I love it here because our quarters are exactly the same here, but nobody else is here. Yeah, it's just like a little darker. Yeah. Like, and there's just like a little bit more trash around, which makes me feel like more comfortable. Yeah. Gets rid of my migraines, you know? I was wondering, actually, I was going to point this out. Why, you know, there's this station is massive. It could house 7,000 people easily. Why are we Mm -hmm. still all rooming in the same room? When we are at Empachnor, well, it's a comfort yeah, thing I, for me. I, I would miss you guys, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Our first night here, I left the room after everybody fell asleep, and I went to like sit the the captain's quarters because I was like, "Hey, I had the same thought as you. I'm like, we're all here, might as well." I couldn't sleep. Couldn't Is sleep it true night. he has a living room? Yep. Wow. Yep. It's pretty fancy. I know. Yeah, uh, actually, most so everybody has their then. own room on Deep Space Nine. I don't know if you noticed that. We are just what? bunked together. That's ridiculous. Why are we bunk? Why are all four of us in a space that is obviously meant for one person? I'm going to be honest with you. I actually requested that uh, because i uh, I have trouble sleeping in a room alone. Right, this, this probably so you, feels like one of those concentration camps you grew up in during the occupation. Uh, yeah, intern, we, we call that? them internment camps, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. That's also why I enjoy the station too, because it reminds me of the station before you guys got here. Wait, were you, um, were you on deep, uh, were you on Terok Nor as a miner? Uh, not as a miner. I just, I came up here for a little while. Um, I was one of those people that, you know, um, worked with the Cardassians for a little bit, uh, Wait, you Nicole, know. you collaborated? Just for like two Very weeks cool. to see if it was worth it, and it wasn't. Did you, it was not hold on it. a second. You, with all of your self-righteousness about being uh, taken over... I think my personality is pretty consistent that I go both ways, guys. You are now telling me that you collaborated with the this Cardassians? Like I said, for two weeks, and then I joined the Resistance, and it was it was fine. You ranted. You shopped you around? Put, you shopped around? I wanted to see which side was going to work better for me, and the Resistance was much better. This is nuts. 
I, you you sent the number of times you've convinced us to sign a petition to have Odo removed as the constable yeah. because he worked with the Cardassians. Yeah, this, dude, this yeah, is and the number of times I bitched about my time. earring and then offered to give it away for some money. I told you, I'm very I've hypocritical. We, t- we talked about this multiple times. I, never. I feel like that. I am losing my mind. <laughs> if per, if Pert was here, I feel like he would be going. I Not. actually saw Pert leave. He said something about some Ferengi being on the station too. What? Did, yeah. Yeah. The Jem Hadar. I mean, I came back here cause I saw the Jem Hadar, right. but the Jem had, but he said, he said, I got to go be with my people. I don't know what that was about. I talked to Pert about it. He told me not to say anything, but that he was the one that sold the information. See now that I, if we're going to be mad about anything, me working with some Cardassians, like, four years ago five years ago this is what we should be mad about five years ago i mean that's, that's I mean, when the federation no 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 no, no, no. Not, say five left. years ago we had this whole pandemic I, i'm getting my mind mixed up pandemic. it was like 20 years ago 20 years ago i don't yeah. recall see this i'm is... not i'm not angry at pert because that's just pert we know that's pert we it's he, part of pert's his like parents are referring his, his, his exactly and like we knew that pert would do something like that but you, McCall, you're all self-righteous about things. And then this comes out like... What do the prophets think? Off, but I think yeah. that's a pretty decent hallmark of modern religion is being self-righteous and then being a hypocrite. I don't know what is... You guys, <laughs> this is... We know this about modern religion, okay? Um, I, I heard, but when he was saying... He was saying something about 20 bars of Latin as he was leaving. Um, mm-hmm. Don't, don't I, pivot to Pert again, No, no, McCall. pivot, pivot. Um, it wasn't even split. This is called What About Is So what about Pert? Yeah, what about him? Twenty bars of latinum? That's that's decent money, isn't he's it? He's not yeah. getting twenty bars. He's getting an even split of yeah, twenty. That's not bars. a lot of money. So like, and there were six of them, and then he's the seventh. So like, how many? That's like not how many? How many? Even uh, a bar how many slips is that? Uh, bars about a thousand. I can't slips, keep I that think. stuff straight in my head. I feel like I it's, it's two thousand slips. Two thousand slips. Is it? I don't, I don't care. Like know. I don't use it. And pert, frankly, I just go to the replicator either. and replicate things. Yeah. It's funny because you you see him go through the like uh the his brain like calculating it all and him doing it, but then you just see him walk over and like replicate, replicate like, stuff. Yeah. yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he's been drinking replicated squirrel squill this whole time. Yeah, which wait, he is impossible like he to actually drinks it. He doesn't like, it. like put it. It's I thought it was like a a topping for like. It for is. like food, but he just drinks it. He straight. drinks it again. Yeah, he drinks it. That is weird as. But fuck. it's replicated. So, you can drink. So. You, you can drink replicated squill because it's not as like as rich. It's it's bad. It's like, bad. So, uh, like I enjoy. Um, uh, there's this earth earth um, maple syrup. I enjoy that. <laughs> Never heard um, of on 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 uh, pancakes. It's it's good. Oh, I love pancakes. I would, I would never drink it. Like as a beverage, I think that's weird. Hold on a second. Yeah, I'm looking it at it weird. in my pad here. This oh. looks like it would be my jam. Wait, you just eat pancakes by themselves? Well, I didn't know that you had to put stuff on it. I feel like that'd be pretty bland. Well, yeah, but it's like, like Vulcan food is pretty bland. But it's that's weird. True. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Tom, you also just eat pancakes? Am I the only one that eats pancakes with maple syrup? <laughs> Look. It's not my, even my culture. Squirrel. I'm surprised you didn't put, put fucking put, um, lum, lumlock sauce or whatever on it. <laughs> yeah. I put maple syrup in my oatmeal. I don't put it on my pancakes. I don't like my pancakes to get too soggy, you know? 
So I put some butter on it, and then are, like, are we gonna do anything about the frangier? You guys just want to wait them out? Do I think we, we just not? wait them. I out. think we're just gonna wait. Okay, them out. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And the Jem'Hadar, like, yeah. I mean, there's so many quarters here; they're not gonna find us. I don't know who else would find this place after they leave. So we should be golden, you know? Like after they're gone, we're yeah. golden. We have a sign out that it says "Do not enter Spooky DS9." <laughs> like, I guess that's true. <laughs> What, people should be afraid of this place, even though we disabled all the mines, all the like, you know, yeah. tr- like who even could come here later? Like a, like the cult of the Paw Wraith or something like how would they even find what's this a Paw Wraith? Okay. So Paw Wraith is like, you know, we have the prophets, the Paw Wraith. I, I talked with them a little bit, um, for a couple weeks, but it didn't, it wasn't really my jam. I like tried out their religion for a while. Um, do you put jam on your pancakes? That's not the type of jam that I meant, but okay. no. Just ask it. Um, <laughs> if you call yourself a cult up front, <laughs> I feel for me, that's like a sort of like, don't do it situation. I don't think they call themselves a cult. I called them a cult. Okay. Um, okay. That's one of the reasons why they asked me to leave actually is because I kept calling them a cult when mm. I was like trying them out. The earring goes on the other ear, which it made my head feel weird when I was wearing it. Um, it's like when I put my wallet in my other back pocket. Right. It just like, like it makes your ass pocket. feel weird. Um, I also, yeah. um, the, the earrings are bright red, which I feel like also if you're using a lot of red in your religion. Um, Calls attention yeah. to the ear. Yeah. Uh, I so. just saw, by the way, like while we were chatting, like looking out the quarters here that one of the, like the Jemadar came with a Vorta, which I guess makes sense because, mm-hmm. you know, they control the white. Looks like a rock star. Like, has a sort of swagger to them. You notice that? All Vorta are rock stars. You didn't know that? Oh, they're all they're all rock stars. They're all rock stars. I did not know that. They're all wait, rock stars. like yeah. they are in bands. Uh, I would assume so. They just they carry themselves with a certain rock star, uh, like a swagger, like swagger. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's how yeah. they could get the Gemini to like worship them. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Like the energy right. of it. Like okay, yeah, and they're all like kind of scrawny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they're it, like if they didn't if they didn't play in a rock band, they'd probably be a bunch of nerds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh have to go uh clock in for my sure. shift, but are you gonna yeah. take? Wait, so you're gonna take the shuttle back to back to DS9? Oh no, I'm gonna do my stuff here. Yeah, we can. Oh, remo- are you working? Are you working from DS9. home today? Yeah, yeah. It's basically DS9. So, like, I'm going to fix, you know, the air filters and stuff like he- that here. Oh. It's basically working on Wait, because they use the same codes. So, you, like, you just scan yeah. the code and it shows right. up on oh, O'Brien's so- terminal and it's like you did the right. job. Yeah. Oh, so when that yeah. thing eventually crashes on <laughs> DS9, they can't blame you because it shows like, that you fixed uh, it. You did the work exactly. order. That's genius. I'm going to start about. doing yeah. that. Nicole, and, we've and, been doing this for ages. And <laughs> it helps uh, our clubhouse here. That's that's real yeah. smart. Exactly. Okay. It's, it's plus plus. Yeah. And O'Brien always fixes it anyway, or Rom does, so it's not a big deal. Uh, yeah, that's true. Right. They all do it themselves. They have no life. You know, yeah. they just work, work, yeah, work. He just so. basically abandoned his family. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So I got to go clock yep. in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get some of that. I brought over uh, some of that syrup of squill. I'm gonna uh, put it on some of these pancakes and chow down. So awesome! I am going to find out which rock star Vorja I have killed. <laughs> that you've killed? 
Yeah, we're in the middle of a war. I don't know if you know this, McCall, but we're at war with the Dominion. I do before, know we're before at you war. try to negotiate with them. I do know see. we're at war. I'm not going to go join the Dominion. Okay, I'm just saying you. <laughs> I didn't know you've personally killed multiple Vorda. So oh, yeah, like you know, that's pretty. So strong. you know how I'm like three times stronger than humans. I'm like three point two times stronger than a Vorda. So it's really easy. It's and like, you've killed three times more Vorda than the rest of us. Well, I haven't killed any humans. If that's what you're asking. But I didn't ask if have you killed, killed the Vorta. I, I don't know if I've killed a Vorta. I've been on ships that have blown up Dominion ships. No, I'm talking about like hand to hand, like looking. Into I've the not hand to hand killed any Vorta. I think that's a weird thing that you You've may never have done. Been in a position where you could have hand to hand kill a Vorta. No, are you participating in this war? I am. We're all at war. You know, every weekend I do extra shifts. I like when you know when the ships come in for repairs and then they leave and they go to yeah. combat. I always hop on a one. I hop on, I do a little bit of like an exchange. I eat thing, extra pancakes every come- weekend. So, wow. Okay, I'm going to go eat my pancakes. Go kill some Vorta rock stars or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rate this. Let's rate it. Let's do it. Just so you know, my scores are high. Oh, oh, it's a big surprise. Deep Space Nine is in the title. Um, big surprise. Ugh. It was an amazing, amazing holiday scene. Pretty good. Yes, it's pretty good. I hate you, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) I just you you gotta you gotta like scale things. I don't know. I just it's pretty good. It's good. (laughs) Wasn't bad by any stretch. Okay, let's go. Dialogue. It is very funny. It's it's fun dialogue. Very fun. They're realizing (laughs) that they they can't do it this way. Brent surrenders. I thought we weren't going to be able. I thought we weren't going to be able to save her, so I put her out exactly. of <laughs> You shot Moogie. I, the you shot Moogie is so funny. <laughs> I gave it a five for that alone. Yeah, the, sure. Every everyone like throwing their throwing their weapons and like running away, and then Lek just takes his phaser and just shoots Moogie right He's in the like, chest, I, I, and she goes, "Oh." I know. It's like it, you know, if we're going to fail this program, I'm going to have a little bit of fun. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like when you're playing Grand Theft Auto. Everything you just you know described though, is spoiled. a lot of oh, action, a lot of yeah. camp, and we're talking about dialogue. <laughs> no, but the, that's the thing is is it's like none of you hit every hit anything, and you shot Moogie, and that's when he's like, "I saw we weren't going to rescue her, so I put her out of her misery." And and it works because again, he doesn't open his mouth fully, and so it fits with that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty fucking good. I'll put, I'll give it a four. It's pretty good. It's a four in dialogue for me, for sure. And a five from Mark. Yes. Romance. <laughs> Zero from me. Not even bromance. I'm going to give it a 0.5 because they're doing this for their love of Moogie. Yeah. It's three, a point three five for me too. A 0.5 from Darius. Okay. You shot Moogie. Action. I will give this a five. I it's a five. It's... It's, it's, a it's not just action, action sure. but it's also very funnily choreographed. Yeah, and they're running into walls yeah. and they're get, it's it's like they're getting shot. Like I feel like the safeties are on like half because when they're getting shot, they're like hurting. Yeah, and they're, they're like flying, flying backwards. backwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's to stop yeah, yeah. for a second for sure. Yeah. So that's a Quinteros? Quinteros. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Suspense? Not really any suspense for me. I guess I initially we, you might be like, wait, is this it? Or have we jumped You're into not it? sure. Yeah. I think that's the, the, that's why I gave it a, I gave it a 2.5 uh, because it's event. It, initially you're not sure until <laughs> a 2.5. Um, 
Yeah. Until people half credit for until people start getting shot and, two and a half and seconds into Mark, it. Let kill Moogie. Mark, just so you know, first time I've ever seen this episode. And I recognized that they were in the hollow suite pretty quickly. Like even before even before Nog was like freeze program. Like once the Jem'Hadar, to me, once the Jem'Hadar started shooting at them and they started getting hit. Yeah, it's a one for me for suspense. <laughs> Jan's going to give it a zero. I'm to giving it a my score. zero. You're That's giving fine. it a one. You're giving it a 2.5. Okay, 1.167. All right, camp five for me. It's a five. Oh, it's an easy five. Quintero's number two. Ding, ding, ding. Quintero's? You shot me. Hey, Mark, I have a challenge for you. When you're editing, <laughs> editing this episode, go to one one zero zero one zero zero one and find the line where like Riker or whoever says Quinteros and just pull out Quinteros. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I'll do and it. That, I'm going to put a no, bunch no, of I'll sound effects. It'll be like Quinteros, Quinteros, Quinteros. Quinteros. Yeah, and I can use that as a new, a new sound effect. That's fine. Okay. Um, all right. Stakes. Uh the stakes are pretty high, you know. If they the stakes are, they movies are, in jail, and this is and, and this is their at this point their only plan. Yeah, is to attack. They have to figure out how they're going to do this because and this is and this is yeah. where they figure out. You know, we're doing we're approaching this all wrong. We're yeah. doing this Starfleet style. Right. We should do this Ferengi style. And Nog says, Nog says this is their eighth run through, and they still haven't hit a single Ferengi. <laughs> I mean, a single Jemadar. <laughs> That's pretty nice. Like at this point, you should know where the enemies spawn, right? right. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a two for stakes because like nobody's going to die here. But yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it's a three for stakes for I, me. I, if your mom, yeah. was like kidnapped. There, the stakes would be pretty high. I said three point five. Three five. All righty. Okay, computer. What's our final score? Calculating. Three point one one. It's pretty good. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Easily beats all Voyager episodes, basically. It's it's not in the two (laughs) scale, which I'm happy about. Yeah. Uh, The Magnus and Frankie. Fantastic. Um, All right. Just get a text. And there's some significant Trek news. It's coming out. Hold on a second. It's pretty nuts. Um, can you do some like uh, outro stuff, Mark? Well, some vamp sure. stuff. <laughs> um, okay. Like we said at the top of the show, uh, if you had fun with us today, uh, like and subscribe. Um, join our Discord. Um, if you uh, really love us, try and get some of your friends to listen to. Um, even if you don't really love us, try and get some of your friends to subscribe as well. Um, uh, the computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thank you, Verona. Intro and outro music was provided by the artist Bodyline. Use of permission from the Midwest Collective. Sorry, I was still looking at Latinum stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure out the Latinum. <laughs> um, so, Sorry, uh, for whatever reason, no, no, Samuel's phone is connecting. No worries. Um, 
Hello. We got some some awesome Trek news going on. I think Dylan might be joining here in a second, but we're going to start with it. This is a big deal. This is... (laughs) This is the biggest deal ever. Uh, Dylan, I mean, uh, Jan, can you throw the Trek news into the chat for I Mark? Will. Um, this just came in. It's too bad Sean wasn't here to do this because I think he'd be really all about it. We were it. really hoping Sean was going to be here for this. Uh, but <laughs> here it is. So just like go ahead and check that out. What's going on? Mark. Oh, it's so cute. We... We 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 got you your My own, own little uh, guy, little guy, <laughs> because you've been a part of the podcast for so long now without it, and we've been trying to keep this uh, a secret for the last like it, month, more um, than a month, and it's 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 taking yeah. way longer than it should. The fantastic <laughs> artist Dorian did this. They're on um, they're on Instagram as Meryl Day, which we'll we'll yeah. shout out. Uh, but they did our original pictures. And they took the time out to do this for us. And we had to do it in secret. Samuel helped a lot. We did. Yeah. Now we want to say you can <laughs> change couple... things if you want to this picture. No, it looks great. I right. got my hair down. I change... got my little hair swoopy down. Yeah, your swoopy down. You can add, you can do a different color if you want. We, we were guessing no, red. No, red is we right. We weren't yeah. quite too sure. Red's correct. Um, and if you want to add glasses, uh, they said they can add glasses. Glasses would probably be probably my only change. Because yeah. uh, you're because yeah. McCall is allergic to Retinox Four. Yes, yeah. Maybe a visor. <laughs> just I'm like just kidding. Her. I don't want a visor. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about a visor. <laughs> and just to see, just so you know, Samuel nailed the the color because we. Were, I, I was like, yeah, yeah, I think it's probably yellow because that's that's what Mark did online for this other thing. But yeah, Samuel's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's red. It's red. Yeah, red is correct. Got the maroon. Why did you yeah. do Thanks. your thing? Oh, yeah. there he is. There's Dylan. There he is. Hey, There's Dylan. We just Look who's at the field. Hi. We just showed him the pic, so. Dylan. Oh, man, I didn't get a lot. I'm he, sorry I was late. He said he it looks, hates it. It's okay. It looks so he great. <laughs> So yeah, we we finally got it finished by the end of this season, your first season. It's about time. This is like yeah. the the reveal at the end, you know. It's like and uh, a little sentimentality. So uh, oh, thanks, buds. This is yeah. so cute. We're gonna incorporate it. it in the picture for the next season. So we'll we'll have them uh, add uh, glasses, and then we'll get like the final version of it, so that you can then have it to do with what you please, and we'll also use it for the stream and stuff. Uh, this is very cute. I'm very touched. We, Thanks, boys. We love you, buddy. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering so why Samuel hopped on. I was like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> we like, very clumsily I'm did like, it. Yeah. We're still <laughs> streaming. Uh, like I, <laughs> I hope this is okay. <laughs> So I put her out of her misery. <laughs> 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 anyway, well, thanks for listening um, and thanks for for seeing that yeah. everybody on Twitch. You know, and it was a little, but yeah, we, we, we wanted to do that because uh, we love Mark and we're so happy that he he's added yeah. so much to the podcast and contributed so much. So thanks, buddy. Yeah, so. thanks, boys. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I love it. You Anyways, know, I love we'll it. get. <laughs> we'll get back to the outro now. Thanks for hopping in, y'all. Of course. Um, well, you don't yeah. want me to stay. No, Dylan. Do you want to do? You want to do your uh, your classic fuck Paramount yeah. Plus? Fuck Paramount Plus. <laughs> <laughs> We're a fan podcast. <laughs> All right, I love you guys. I'll see ya. Bye, Dylan. Love you too, Dylan. All right, bye. Bye. Uh, yeah, so we're we're a fan podcast, and so please CBS Viacom or whatever you are, Max HBO, <laughs> <You should> Max. <laughs>
yeah. So yeah, yeah, just be cool. Be cool. Um, join the Discord. Do all that Got stuff. Coffee links in the description. Yeah. We awkwardly made Mark do most of it because we were trying to. We were like, yeah, oh, I was fuck, like, what the hell is happening? Going on? Oh god, shit! It's like trick news. <laughs> I didn't get anything. I usually get stuff on Twitter. If there's a trick news, told you, yacht. <laughs> it's the worst yeah. cover story of all time. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm getting a text message. It's, it's from trick Gene Roddenberry's ghost. <laughs> Goddenberry. Uh, we also god belong to ghost. a great podcast network called Indiesaurus. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. <laughs> Check out some of their other content uh, for great other pods. Boom. Boom. Alrighty, folks. And if we ever do, if once we do do this uh, tabletop RPG, now Mark has uh, their uh, uh, alter ego character as well. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see thanks you for participating in the chat. spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite and for a while i almost forgot he was a hologram that means the holodeck safeties are off computer execute complete shutdown of the holodeck all holo simulations have been terminated 